Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Nowadays, parents are scrutinised by their peers for how their children behave and for the methods of parenting. But once upon a time, it was a lot more each to their own sort of attitude in Ireland. And people are kind of taken to the internet to reveal some of the hilariously dangerous things that the parents did back in the day. In other words, as parents, there's a lot of things that we did as children that we would never, in our wildest dreams, allow our children to do. You know, we, we would ho- be horrified if they did it because we're being scrutinised, as they say, because you got social media nowadays, you got everything being watched, you got other people judging you and all that. Whereas people didn't do that in our day. We didn't judge parents in our day. We didn't judge each other. It was a much better world, to be honest with you. I don't care what anybody says. But anyway, and the conversation started on Reddit, which is an online site. And it, said, it starts off by saying, I always thought that dressing kids up in bin bags and plastic face masks and then letting them stand beside a 50-foot fire at Halloween was a bit dodgy. Also, my old man drove us from Kerry to Kildare, four kids in the back, no seatbelts, and a vice grips for a steering wheel. <laughs> I remember somebody driving a car with a vice grips for a steering wheel. I remember my first car actually had a hole in the floor and the exhaust fumes used to come into the car. So if you drove the car for more than a half an hour, you had a headache from carbon monoxide poisoning. But you just got on with it. I had ice on the inside of the window because the heating didn't work during the winter. But anyway, another person revealed, my dad is from Mayo. So he used to uh, take us to trips to Dublin to see my grandparents every now and again. This is before any motorways or bypasses. So the drive was about five hours. So my dad would clear out the back of his work van, slide in a mattress or a pillow and uh, a duvet so we could all get a bit of sleep on the way. All five kids messing and rattling around in the back of the work van. Not a seatbelt in sight. I cringe thinking about it today, but it was gas crack at the time. And another person says teaching us to ride on a donkey, which I mentioned to Sarah earlier on by just putting us on the donkey and see how long we can hold on for. Um, yeah, or, or dropping a kid. Do you remember that old thing that you would, if you wanted to send your kid down to, say, your granny who lived in Kerry or whatever it was, you'd bring the kid to the train station and give him to a complete stranger and say, keep an eye on him down there, will you? And send the kid off on a train on his own with a complete stranger looking after him. There was nothing, we saw nothing wrong with that. Uh, he looks like a nice man here. Will you mind me, kids? me? <laughs> That was just the that was just the thing we did. Anyway, I want to know what I want to know. You know what you did when I suppose you were young as a kid that you would never, in your wildest dreams, let your own kids do now, or wouldn't dream of putting your own kids in that situation now. So maybe some mad stuff you did as kids. I mean, the epitome there was you know the four kids in the back of the car with no seatbelt. And the father driving the car with a vice grips because there was obviously no steering wheel and the car was broken. I mean, that was the type of things we did in those days. It was bizarre. Or you would have six or seven kids in the back of a car sitting on each other's laps. Do you remember, do you remember sitting on people's laps in a car? That was a thing. Ashling wouldn't even remember that. I don't, I don't think you'd remember that. It was a thing that if you were going anywhere, and I remember my mum and dad and maybe they'd have you know, two of my uncles and an aunt in the back of the car, and the three of us would be sitting on their laps in the back of the car. There'd be six people in the back of the car. And then somebody sitting on a lap in the front of the car as well. You could have up to eight or nine people in one car. Not a seatbelt to be seen. So cars, if you, if people remember when I was a kid, cars didn't come with seatbelts. 
you were really rich if you could afford to buy them and put them in yourself. Uh, the number is 87 That's 087-188-008. What is it that our kids did, or that we did as kids, should I say, that you wouldn't allow your kids to do now? And I've got one of Ashling's hampers to give away, as usual, for the end of the show. Uh, Morgan, a few bits and pieces. She'll pick out a name after the show and give it to somebody. I want to know what it is that you did that you just wouldn't allow your kids to do now. Text it now to 087-188-008. Babs, how are you? Hiya. Uh, that would have been our busiest time. Well, it would, I was just thinking it would have been. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you would have been out there, Babs, in Henry Street with your oh, mum. I was all, our kids was all hands on deck. And like, we just couldn't wait to get home, get to the bonfire, get dressed up. But we had to wait till the walking day was done. And not even receiving a penny for it. No, I know. So just to remind people, in case they haven't heard you on the air before, Babs, your mum worked in the stalls very famously. Me granddad, yeah. Mer- in Moore Street. Yeah, and my grand did too, and she actually died this day, 38 years ago, and it was like, we had no phone back then, and of course the stuff was there, and it was banging on the door, Maggie hasn't got up to take the stall out, but of course she had had a massive heart attack, ah, no. but, but like that too, everyone rallied round, and they took all the stuff, you know. But it was just the memories of Moore Street is amazing. And so in Moore Street was transformed, I imagine, for Halloween. It would have been all fruit and nuts and there was no sweets yeah. in those days. And it was Carl all... Callan, like everything oh, Carl was Callan, of fruit. course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Baron Bracks. Oh, Baron Brack, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and it was amazing. It Get really your Baron Brack with a real <laughs> ring inside, a real diamond ring, only a fiver. <laughs> Well, it was. I mean, the gas's part was you'd be hoping that your mum wouldn't go into the pub beforehand because she stole outside Paddy O'Neill. It was a pub in Moore Street. And if she went in there, you were... That was it. Yeah. You were left there for the, de- the, the half the night. <laughs> you know, trying to give away what was left. <laughs> right, but um, yeah, right. going back to years ago, I mean, like, the kids today are so different, Niall. I mean, me, when kids knocker drinking... I mean, I sat around waiting for years, and mine didn't do it. Yeah. You know, um, the uncle did the collecting. My ma hated that part because the clothes would be dumb. The place would be destroyed. The walls would be black because we'd be bringing in all the, the muck, the stuff from the thing, mm-hmm. from the fires and yeah, the collecting course, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and then we'd be waiting for them because a lot of people used to get their new furniture coming up for Christmas, so we'd be waiting for them to try out all their yeah. furniture so we could have it for the, the bonfire. bonfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was brilliant. But we, we, but we wouldn't, but see, the thing is, we wouldn't allow kids, well, most people wouldn't allow their kids to do what we did, which is right no. bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, because my ma put us on the bus um, to go to school um, at three and four. We went to Loretta up, you know, Hill Street, you know, where Paddy's Pet Shop was? Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a school up there and they took us in when we were young to get us out of the prams and Moore Street. Because I think a couple of nuns took pity on us and they just <laughs> said to me, ma, sure, me ma said, should I not train or nothing? I'll be sure it's cold out. They can't be, because we had, she had three, three of us sitting in a pram, in one of them big prams at the side of the stall when we were babies. Right. You know, so that's how we ended up there. And well, she used to just sit and she said, even, the even the thoughts of that nowadays. Yeah. If a mother did that now, stood at a stall with her three kids as babies in a pram in the cold weather, people would accuse her of neglect. <laughs> oh, stop. I mean, my mother said I was a crier, and the only time I cried, she forgot about me. She went home <laughs> and all. She was after being out selling um, Christmas time in. Ernest and uh, at Ernest and I was under the shelter there 
It yeah. was about two hours after she got home, there was a knock on the door. Grace, did you forget something? Oh, Jesus, she was so quiet, I didn't even miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was hoping someone would get rid of me. <laughs> so she left you there? She left me there under the thing, yeah, in the pram. <laughs> yeah, because I was so quiet, because I was a crier, you know? Right, right. And the other thing as well is, of course, the dirt of us. I mean, we oh, did go around. I mean, poor old Tony Holaham would have a heart attack if he had to see us in those days because nobody washed their hands. We went around <laughs> filthy, dirty, particularly during <laughs> Halloween when you were collecting wood. You'd be in bits. And we used to forget our necks. For some reason, there was a ring around our necks. <laughs> a, ring all dirt, time. a ring of dirt around With the, our necks. Yeah, and then the carbolic soap would be there and you'd be. Oh, the famous scrubbed. carbolic soap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they'd be literally, you'd be rubbed raw trying to get it off. You might <laughs> used to think, like, it took us from Halloween until coming up to Christmas to get all that muck and dirt off us <laughs> to be happy even for Christmas, <laughs> you know. But going back years ago, Nile, I mean, it was totally changed. We were living wild, living free. Well, we were as kids. Okay, so we I'm going to ask you an honest question. Would you prefer to be born now or born then? Then. Yeah. Yeah, because the memories are amazing. My kids don't have their memories. They have my memories of my story, but they don't have their memories because everything is just like so cool. everything is planned like nothing was planned and we went out in the morning especially the weekends you went out in the morning and that was it you didn't come back until it was time to be fed now if you didn't come back when you were called and you weren't around you get a few clatters yeah. when you got home I mean we used to be on the tracks I live in Ballybox and we have the tracks going through us now we used to get on them tracks and you'd hear your ma call and you keep saying yeah yeah, and she'd be wondering where the hell are you? We'd be on the track because we did the most stupidest things, Niall. I wouldn't want my kids to do that. The adrenaline from the train was amazing, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just living free and living wild was an amazing place to be, you know? And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the statistics here, but I don't think many more children died or the mortality rate, say, from accidents. I'm not talking about from illness because clearly mortality from illness would have been higher. But from accidents... You know, how many children actually got hit by trains, for example? Or how many people... I'm not suggesting, by the way, you should send your kids out to play with trains. <laughs> but, <laughs> but how many kids... You know, I mean, at the start of the show there, of course, you know, Tara was telling us about she used to go into the race course next door to where she lived. And it was a, a derelict race course uh, with stands. And they used to... They were going around a derelict site. Yeah. You, you wouldn't let your kids do that now. And that now, was their playground. Yeah, I mean, now everything, I mean, like, Everything has to be right. It has to be planned. I just love the adrenaline getting out there and find things. And we were all in the same boat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody got out. I mean, of course, like, uh, our parents, I think they just couldn't wait for morning to come so they can get rid of us the weekend. So I, I remember at 13 years of age, myself and my friends, we used to go to Balbriggan on the train on our own without my parents. Now, nowadays, you generally wouldn't even think of letting your 13-year-old do that, right? And we go to the pier in Balbriggan and jump off the pier. Yeah. <laughs> the danger, I mean, the kids see the danger now. For some reason, they just seem to see it. As whereas back then, we just lived in the moment. And mm. I just thought it was, I, I thought it was an amazing place to be growing up. I wish you could turn back time just to have the 80s again for me. You know, and the amazing things, I call them the amazing things that I've done. You know, like, yeah. even with all you are stupid. You know, like... Um, Absolutely, no, I'm, and I'm thinking back to, I mean, Moore Street, of course, is an old Irish tradition that sadly is not what it used to be anymore, but no. it's still great. But I want to go to Martin as well. Get your monkey nuts! Bag <laughs> of monkey nuts for the pal, Martin! Martin, how are you doing? Hello. Martin, what is it that you, you kind of wouldn't dream of letting your kids do well, now I, that you've done? 
I don't know, should I be on the air talking about this now? But I used to break up my dad's cartridges. He used to do a bit of hunting. Right. And we used to break up the shotgun cartridges and take the powder out. And we used to put it on candles. We were about seven or eight <laughs> years of age at the time. Right. So gunpowder, essentially, yeah. Nothing, nothing would happen on the candles because the candle wax would, would um, to be waste, so it would dampen it, so nothing would happen. So I'd put it into silver paper and put little holes in the candle down along. When the candle would burn down to the silver paper, it would bang out. Nothing too dangerous. All we heard was the, the bang, that's all we wanted. But sure, yeah. I know, we, we did things like that. I remember we used to, my father knew a fellow who was a builder. And do you remember the Hilti gun bullets? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, so we yes. used to get the, uh, you know, we'd steal them. We robbed them, right, yeah. from this builder fellow. And we used to get them, and we used to pull open the shore on the side of the road and line the Hilti bullets around it and then kick the shore down. And yes. they were so powerful that they would actually belt the shore back up again when they'd yeah. go off. I mean, sure. and the, that was such a dangerous thing to do. Make holes in the candles mm. down along, and when the candle would burn, never candles now because the big ones would take too long to burn. Yeah, we like sticks and dynamite. And, uh, <laughs> we were very, we were, we were very ahead of our time at the time at our mm. age. Like, oh yeah, very, very ingenuity, a lot of ingenuity there. All right, and I mean, Martin, it was a different world, I suppose, wasn't it? Was, it? it was different. Everyone had their own freedom within reason and there was no social media there was no Facebook or no no anything people watching or health and safety maybe it is a good thing or a bad thing there's two ways to yeah I, I look at it from both points of view and I look at yes okay maybe it is a safer world for children but when I say safer I think the freedom was also important for children as well because it, I think it gave us I think older people people of our generation maybe I think we have broader imaginations we um we left one of the candles into a church. But we we don't know whether it was this or what happened. Oh, right, that's probably wasn't the best idea in the world. We, we don't know. We never heard. No, we didn't ask. And it, where where did you live, Martin? Did you live in in rural Ireland or the city? We lived in rural Ireland. Yes. So so you would have kind of gone at sort of whatever age, nine or ten years of age, is it would have been venturing around the fields on your own? Out out of fields, climbing trees, making bow and arrows out of out of what we could get and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Good times, good times, Martin. Listen, thanks for the call. Let me go to Anita. You're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Anita? Hi, Niall. I'm fine. How are you? Good. So things good. we did that, as children that we would be horrified if we thought our children were doing it now. We'd be terrified anyway. Yeah. What did you do? I, I came from your neck of the woods um, and we used to go down to the field and we used to you used to take a shortcut over Rahini to go to the shops. Okay. But we used to put our ears to the train track to yes. see was there a train coming before we'd cross. I've done it. So many times. <laughs> I, we used to do it as well at Rohini yeah. train station there. We yep. used, so we, when you went in, there was a, after where Jennings is now, isn't there an undertaker's That's, there? Yeah. yeah. You go across the road and then there's a right hand turn into this little square housing estate. Um, and if you just turned right there but didn't go down the lane towards That's, the train station, yeah. you could walk down onto the tracks. Yeah, you could climb yep. down onto the tracks to the, it's like a ditch. Yeah. yeah. And we used oh, to go used down to there. put a penny on it. Yeah, we used to put stones on the tracks. I think we were making gunpowder. When I, when I think about it, we were putting rocks on the tracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could have been or dangerous. Even the big black pipe that was across there, Niall, I don't know whether I remember. It must have been about 2010, 20 mm. foot off the ground. And we used to scale from one side to the other. <laughs> and I remember one time I had um, bright coloured jeans on. I was about 10, 12 
And all I was worried about was because the inside of my jeans got black and I was going to get killed. Yeah. wasn't worried about how high it was that I was scaling across this thing. No, no. you just worried about what your man and dad would do if yeah. they found out you got yeah. dirty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I walked through the river barefoot so your socks, you wouldn't get in trouble over your socks getting wet. <laughs> and the rats would be running around you and all. I mean, there were different times. Were they better times? I know they clearly weren't safer, but were they better times? Yeah, I definitely think so. There wasn't, you hadn't got the fear. Well, I suppose it's different. Probably kids now, if they were allowed out, they, well, I don't know, to be honest. I don't think, I think they're... I mean, you, you'd too, be... Horrified. Too much worriers. Uh, yeah, but I mean, have you, got, have you got kids of your own? Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, kids. yeah. Yeah, you'd be horrified to think they were putting their ear to a train oh, track. I, I would, yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah, they're putting their ear to the track and then you'd be saying, yeah, there's a beller coming. <laughs> a beller. I remember that. <laughs> the beller is coming. <laughs> For those who don't know, by the way, that was the Express to Belfast. Yeah. From Connolly Station. Listen, thank you very much. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Thank you very much indeed for that, Anita. Okay, some of your WhatsApp messages, by the way, coming in. I nearly faded away there. Hi, Niall. I was telling my two daughters that uh, we ne- we didn't have car seats for them as babies. So we'd put them in the Moses basket, slide the Moses basket across the back seat. And we travelled everywhere and anywhere like that. And they were horrified that the Moses basket wouldn't even be strapped in. No, the Moses basket was just put in the back seat. Thanks, Niall. You were lucky you had the Moses basket. Our <laughs> babies were just put on the back seat. Niall, Tony here. Uh, nine people in, in a Morris Minor. Mother, father, seven children. Bodies everywhere. Great crack. Nine people in a Morris Minor. Have you ever seen a Morris Minor? It's not the biggest car in the world. Nine people. And this is what I said to you earlier on. You had a mum and dad in the front. You'd possibly have one or two children on mam's lap in the front of the car and you could have four or five in the back. Cars in those days were well built, I tell you. Mark, Mark, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, very well, Nine. Nice to speak to you. Okay, so Mark, things that we kind of did as children that we would be horrified or terrified to think our kids would do now, what are they? Yeah, well, from I'm the same age as, as yourself and uh, I... I obviously grew up in sort of East London, sort of Essex way. Mm-hmm. And the, the stuff that, you know, sort of holidays more than, than, than anything else. Um, I mean, I remember from the age of 12 being a part of the YHA, the Youth Hospital Association. And okay. I used to travel all over England um, just with a backpack and getting on a train with a, a friend of mine, but one particular. And you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Could you imagine your 12-year-old coming and saying, Dad, I'm thinking of going across the country in a backpack and seeing yeah. how I'm off. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I remember I was about 14 and uh, I wanted a, I was, I was dead into cycling because I got a, a nice bike for, for Christmas. And um, so I said, I'd go on a, a cycling holiday. So yeah, no problem. So uh, they, they searched out and there was a, a nice Cornwall cycling holiday, five days in, in Cornwall. So there we are, um, just going home, basically. They got off to the tube station, got onto the train about four or five hours later, arrived in Cornwall, met up with a, you know, the, sort of the, the leader of this um, hostel yeah. and uh, cycling club. And uh, for the next five days, travelled, uh, cycled around 
uh, Como. Oh my God, that's just <laughs> absolutely crazy, isn't that? We would we would even think about. It. Could you imagine letting a twelve year old do that now? Thanks for that, Mark. Let me go to Jessica as well. Jessica, you're in Ireland's classic hits. Finally today, uh, Jessica, what what do you think? What are those things? That, what did you do as a child that you would be horrified to see children do nowadays? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> Everything. Um, I don't know. My granny used to pick us up from school sometimes, and she'd be driving down the road, and she'd take a little detour into the bog road and she'd say hop up on the bonnet there and you can go for a spin so <laughs> I, know, I remember doing that yeah I remember doing that and yeah. she'd say hang on to the wipers there now and she'd boot it down the road <laughs> and you'd be hanging on for dear life like <laughs> hanging on to the wipers of the car as stop. a child yeah I remember that yeah oh, stop she'll kill me now if she hears me I, re- I remember sitting on the bonnet of my dad's car facing forward and you'd put your hands behind you and try to hang on to the grill thing right and oh, he that's would, what we did, yeah. Yeah, and he'd drive the car. And we thought this was fun. And oh, he did too, obviously, yeah. I mean, it was bizarre, isn't it? That we would even think... But, I mean, was there really anything wrong with it, Jessica? Um, well, there was. We were lucky we didn't actually fall off or get <laughs> run over, you know? But, um, but it wasn't the I thrill of it, it great. I mean, living spontaneously, that living spontaneously was thrilling, wasn't it? Yeah, and we still got loads of stuff like that you wouldn't even dream about doing today. Yeah. Like going onto the lakes with like pallet and hoping that you'd get it, across it, you know? <laughs> that you'd float all the way. I mean, we so. just we just did a lot of stuff. I mean, you don't sound that old, Jessica, by the way. How old are you? 32. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. So that wasn't that long ago. I mean, no. I just think we've changed a lot probably in the last 20 years. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I know we have to be conscious of child safety, etc., etc., etc. But do you think we've gone a bit too far, maybe wrapped them up a little bit in cotton wool, so to speak? I suppose we have to, though, because you keep hearing stories of things happening and bad mm. things. And, you know, when you get older, you get more, like, cautious of stuff and you're listening to other people telling you, oh, you shouldn't let them do that and you shouldn't let them do this and... Yeah. I'm the same now with my kids. I'm like, okay, no, don't go up the road now on the bike because it's too busy. You know, and things are getting busier now. Like, of course, yeah, the roads are busier. Take yeah. off up the road on your bikes and come back in the even time. And yeah, so I think the kids, the kids today miss out on that freedom, don't they, really? Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, they do, they do. Well, listen, Jessica, have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much for sharing that story. Sitting on the bottom of a car, of course. I've done it myself. My father used to let me sit on the front bottom of the car while he drive down the road. Bonkers. Absolutely. Imagine, could you imagine... If that happened nowadays, I think I was about seven or eight years of age. Everybody would be videoing it. It would end up on social media. It would go viral. My father would be arrested. He would be the worst parent in the world. And he wasn't. He was a great man. He'd be the worst person in the world. That's the way, that's the, way the world has changed. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.